You're listening to Comedy Central. Please welcome former Vice President Al Gore. the show yeah great great to see you Thank really you. good to have you here 24 hours of reality we yeah. saw a little clip of that but what is the show about and what is it trying to do well we go all around the world to each time zone and this year's uh, focus is on climate and health because the climate crisis is also a global health crisis right for a, a lot of reasons but we go to every single time zone in the world and we have uh, heads of state we have a lot of uh, entertainers and celebrities uh, and grassroots uh, activists, leaders and original films from different parts of the world. And the objective is to show people exactly what the climate crisis is all, is all about, why it's so serious, what the solutions are, and to encourage people to be active and encourage their elected leaders to change the policies. I mean, this is a global emergency after right. all. It really and truly is. And the pressure has to come from the grassroots up. We're going to be in 750 million homes this year. Homes aren't viewers, but we had 40 million online viewers last year. We hope that the total viewership will be much larger this right. year. And the health uh, focus is really important because a lot of people get motivated when they learn about the threat to human health. You, you want the grassroots support. You want people applying pressure. Um, when you look at world leaders, they have to make a decision on what is happening. And the question I ask is, is it getting worse? It feels like every single week we receive a report of how the climate is changing faster or yeah. the effects may be felt sooner. You know, 2040 was the, 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 the latest number that we saw. Is this something that you are seeing in the numbers as well? Well, yeah, it's getting worse for sure. And it's getting worse faster than we are developing the solutions. However, we are gaining a lot of momentum on things like renewable energy, solar and wind, batteries, electric vehicles. We need to tackle sustainable agriculture and sustainable forestry and manufacturing, retrofitting buildings. It's a huge challenge. But here's the thing. We are treating the atmosphere as an open sewer. It's a very thin shell around the planet. And we're changing it dramatically by dumping 110 million tons of man-made heat trapping global warming pollution into right. it every day. The cumulative amount now traps as much extra heat energy every day as would be released by 500,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every 24 hours. It's a big planet, but that is an enormous amount of energy. That's why the temperatures are going up, the water cycle's being disrupted with these huge rain bombs. Right, right, right. The flooding gets worse, sea level is rising as the ice melts, and the fires. Look at the fires in California just recently, horribly tragic and, and deadly. And we've had them for the last several years, and they're getting worse. And in South Africa, Cape Town almost ran out of water right, right, last year. Because of the year. drought that lasted forever. But uh, I, I, I wish to challenge you on some of your facts, because um, there was a, a very famous scientist uh, who lives in the White House who said this <laughs> um, today. He said, um, he said, the oceans are very small, yeah. and our air and water <laughs> are at record clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are our air and water at record clean? 
Well, first of all, it depends on where you live because poor and minority communities get the worst of this. But the U.S. air is cleaner because of some of the laws that Donald Trump is now trying to get rid of. Right. We passed the Clean Air Act and other measures, and he's trying to eliminate that stuff. But, you know, it's really significant, Trevor, that Donald J. Trump is now the face of climate denial. His voice is the voice of climate denial. And there are those who are still giving him their loyalty and trust. And I get that, believe me. But the vast majority of Americans, not to mention all around the world, are really kind of, they've had it with the constant craziness, if you want to call it that way. I think we do want to call it that way. Yeah. And and when he it, when he's the the principal global face of of climate denial, I think that's a cue. You know, in physics, there's this uh, well-known principle: for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Right. I think that some of the mobilization that is really building, we saw it in the election three weeks ago with, with the blue wave. I think part of that is a reaction to what Donald Trump is saying and doing. When you look at a man with that much power who does not seem to be in line with what many scientists yeah. are saying, um, do you think to yourself that maybe we need to relook at how laws are written w- with respect to things like climate change? I mean, you look at you look at Congress, you look at the House, you look at the Senate. There are very few scientists left. I mean, there was a time when there were a few, but there are basically no scientists now. Is it normal or is it right to have people who do not understand science writing laws about it? Well, actually, some of the newly elected members of Congress have science backgrounds, so that's changing, too. Looks like they're going to be for a net gain of 40 new Democratic seats in, in the House. Uh, and it's partly because people registered to vote and went and voted. And young people voted in record numbers. Right. And there's another election coming up in 2020. And now this experiment with Trumpism is not going very well <laughs> uh, in... <laughs> And by the way, in science and medicine, some experiments are terminated early for ethical reasons. Uh, and, uh, so, but, but at the outside, at the outside, there will be an opportunity a little bit less than two years from right now for people who've had enough of this stuff right. to register and vote in large numbers and make a statement that we want to get back on the track to the real America and the real American dream. There's an interesting report that came out last month uh, from the UN. And in many ways, I feel like Trump is using this as his argument. Um, It basically predicted, you know, hell on earth. And it talked about how things are really going bad. But but the emissions gap was really interesting. That was released yesterday by the United Nations. And what they said is the G20 countries are collectively not on track to meet their unconditional emissions (laughs) pledges for 2030. So right. countries that are not on track to make it include Argentina, Australia, Canada, um, the EU28, Korea, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, and the US, right? Yeah, and the EU. Right. Yeah. So now Trump is arguing if nobody else is meeting their requirements, why should the US put themselves at a disadvantage and you know, lose money and work with regulations when the rest of the world is not going to come to the table? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, since the end of World War II, there's been one leader of the community of nations, and that has been the United States of America. If we abdicate our leadership role, then that lets some of the other countries off the hook. 
what is really needed is the reassertion of U.S. leadership. And the, the good news is we have the solutions available. We don't need any miraculous new technological breakthrough. If right. you've got one, fine, we'll take it. But we already have what we need to solve this problem. What we need most now is the policy that implements these solutions. The taxpayers around the world are still being forced by governments to subsidize the burning of carbon-rich fossil fuels at a rate 38 times larger than the meager subsidies for solar and wind and other solutions. We need to change that. But, you know, honestly, the, the bad news has been coming in with these reports, right. the National Climate Assessment here in the U.S. Uh, just a few days ago, the latest IPCC report, the international report, Mother Nature speaking up with the, all the catastrophes I referred to. We've heard. But, yeah. <laughs> and so it, it is hard at times to hear all that and feel the tragedy of it. Uh, and, and maintain your hope and optimism that we're going to solve this problem. Right. I continue to believe that we will because we have faced almost insurmountable obstacles in the past in the civil rights movement, women's suffrage, more recently gay and lesbian rights, you can anti-apartheid. Right. Uh, and we have rallied as human beings to do what's right. But the chips are down now, and we really have to get serious about confronting this global emergency. And when we do, we can create jobs and uh, make the air and water cleaner right. around the world uh, and, and save our future. Okay, if you're talking about being serious, there is one area of uh, the environment that everyone has said needs to be worked on, and as you said, it's agriculture. How do we grow our food, including yeah. animals? Cows are some of the largest producers <laughs> of methane. <laughs> are yeah. you... Are you willing to kill the giant cow? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but I loved your bit that this is a white people problem. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. 24 hours of reality will begin December 3rd at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, the live broadcast can be streamed at 24hoursofreality.org. Former Vice President Al Gore, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.